Welcome to the Baron's Head Up Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Before we get into the movie, we want to take a second of your time to talk about where you can find us online. You can find us on Twitter, which is the BHO underscore podcast. Also on Instagram, which is the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast. Where can they find you, Aaron? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at double AA row. You can find all these links and more on our link tree. Lastly, if you want to support us and a small business, Twisted Allure, you can use our code BHO podcast for 5% off. Come listen if you dare. Dustin. I'm your co-host Aaron. Uh, today we are talking about a movie that I honestly think is going to be my favorite movie of the entire year because so far it's definitely my favorite movie of the entire year um, but we still have you know what another yeah. six months yeah. to uh, kind of go through um, but we I have Halloween kills coming up. we do have Halloween kills but I don't think it's gonna be able to um, surpass what this movie does um and that movie is revealer uh we actually got an early screening um thanks to you know the crew over on the revealer team you know we got luke michael and and tim Uh, we actually sat down and talked to them for a little bit and then we also just uh talked to kato ac um talking to her about you know her role um as angie in this film and it was really really fun um, we're currently trying to work on getting everybody back on the show to kind of do like a, a post-release of Revealer. Um, this episode is coming out on release day. We could do it because the embargo is lifted. We could release it today if we really wanted to. Um, and that day is Tuesday. We're recording this on uh, on Tuesday. So two days before um, release, but you guys will be hearing this on release day so that... Um, when we get into spoilers and everything, hopefully everybody would have had had a chance to to watch it at least. Um, and if not, then um, just just hold on and know that we are we're sending this out. Please go watch the movie on Shutter because it's going to be Shutter exclusive um, for a while. I don't know um, what else is going to be going on. Uh, I know that the team did say there's going to be a multitude of ways for you to purchase things like there might be a a vhs which i think would be fucking awesome to kind of add to my collection um i definitely want a a blu-ray or 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 like a a 4k version because i know that they also recorded a bunch of commentary tracks and i'm very very interested in that i'm not really a big commentary track listener um on movies but over like the last year or so for the movies i i have um got that have commentary tracks i've actually really enjoyed them um have you ever been uh like one to listen to commentary tracks on movies or anything like that um if i really really loved the movie and like i wanted to you know learn more about it then once in a while but like i didn't go out of my way to like seek them though yeah yeah and that's kind of how i i felt about it for a long time but i kind of like getting more of an inside look uh Mm -hmm. if if we can't interview the person yeah and especially if if it's someone we can't get on the show um because they're like either really hard to do or maybe they're not around anymore um 
it's really cool to kind of go and maybe get your answer, your questions answered mm-hmm. um, through those commentary tracks, and it's kind it's of like cool. An indirect interview. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, so, I'm really looking forward to that for the release of that. I'm also really looking forward to all the awesome reviews uh, for this movie. I know a lot of them are coming out now because the embargo is lifted, so a lot of people have already put out all their reviews and everything for this film. Um, we actually got quoted because um, we talked to um, when we talked to them. Um, they kind of took something that we said, and it was said it was my quote saying that it was our favorite film of the year so far. And um, I, I really do think it's going to surpass everything. Um, but Aaron, since uh, I think you watched it um, today, because yep. you haven't had a chance to <laughs> to, to watch it before because of work and everything, but. First impressions before we get into the IMDb and all that stuff, you know, our usual, just like fresh off the boat. Um, how do you how do you feel about this film? Um, well, like I was telling you um, before the show, very colorful, which I like, but it's also oh, yeah. extremely dark. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know really what to expect um, going in. Like, I didn't really do much research on it, um, but, you know, so kind of went in blind. Mm-hmm. Um like just with the, you know the exception of this what you told me about it but um but i thought it, it it's a ride it really um, is it's super fun but no yeah it was a it was a really cool movie um and i think it's a nice twist on like um an apocalypse movie mm-hmm. um where I like how it focuses on just one particular story rather than like a bunch of other shit yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of plays into like COVID too. Like they kind of had to record in one location. I'm pretty sure, you know. Yeah, they limited, did. You know. Yep. And so. um, I can actually talk about that a little bit for those of you who maybe haven't listened to the interview that we did with them. Um, because I'm gonna be going into some some stuff that they they have said. Because I know you weren't you weren't there for that interview. Um, because you know work as always is always freaking eating all of us alive. <laughs> um, but they were saying that they you know they did film this. During um, COVID, uh, it was like right fresh from the pandemic. Everybody, what was really cool though is that they, it was a small crew, but everybody that was there. They all like rented out like a like the first floor of a hotel, mm-hmm. and they all just isolated, oh. and and then they shot this. I think it was, fuck, I might be getting this wrong. I have to go back and listen. It was either four days or four weeks or something like that. Like it was it was a cra- a crazy like short amount of time for what this movie was but yeah they all used like one location um and when i was talking to Cato, they um they actually said that um shana and and her they arrived like a a day or two early just to kind of you know get themselves like isolated enough they were testing all the time and also kind of working up their characters as well um i think all the acting you know yeah it is just on two people um and you know maybe like one or two others but really just two people it, it's such a awesome story and it's it's pushing a lot of boundaries um that i i think you could probably agree on this as well um is that there's not a lot of movies even like in the horror genre which you think would would have this as the whole like sinner and saint like dynamic mm-hmm. and then them kind of like coming Even back together. and and you know breaking out of the shells and you know to reveal themselves you know <laughs> so th- that's nothing i really like i like about this title is that it has a lot of meaning to it it's like yeah 
Angie works at Revealers, you know, um, bookstore, she calls it, or, you know, it's a, a peep show booth, uh, stripper paradise, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and it's also um, the reason why they have it called Revealers, because all the people that are going through the end of the world are breaking out of their shells and, you know, revealing themselves to one another and also to themselves. So there's a lot of really cool, like, undertones to this mm-hmm. film. And I think that's why I like this movie and love this movie so much because it's so different. Yeah. I feel like there's probably a few things I missed, so I can't wait to watch it again once it's up on sh- oh, I can still watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. going to have to rewatch it. Oh, trust me. Now. I'm going to be watching the fuck out of it. I've watched it maybe four or five times with the screener that we got just because I love it so much. And I, I just... The soundtrack too is so good, and um, there was when I was talking to Luke, Michael, and, and Tim, they were saying that um, some of the music that they actually got was from a band called Gunship. So they they mm. reached out to them and they let them use their music. And then I was talking to Kato, um, she was saying that um, she pretty much the whole dance scene she choreographed herself because she's a burlesque dancer. Oh, wow. She per- does a lot of performing arts. She does a lot of theater and stuff like that. So That's she has awesome. a a very like strong background um this is actually her um her like third film but this is like her first like serious film Mm -hmm. um she was in um oh my god one second guys i i'm gonna look this up because i don't want to miss it miss say it um two in a bush she was she was kind of like a big character in that and um, christmas is canceled so if anybody has seen that and it is (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then she does another really big movie that's um coming out called black mold there's a lot of really really cool backstory that before we get into any of the imdb i really just want to like shoot into everybody's brains is that you know you know the stylist yeah. right guess what take a wild fucking guess same director no half of the people who worked on this also worked on on stylist and and black mold it's all the same family. Like, Jill, Jill's part of it. She's a producer. So, like, this movie and a stylist are literally, like, families. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking cool. Like, the, some of the producers that are on that also worked on that film and are working on Black Mold. Mm-hmm. Um, the producer that, you know, helped Jill with the stylist is actually directing Black Mold. And, um, you know... Um, That's awesome. They kind of keep it in the community, keep yeah. it in the family. Yeah, and um, when I was talking to Kato, um, she was even saying that it, she was nervous going there. But when she found out, it was, like, all, like, you know, the same family. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, this is perfect. So it's really cool to see um, both of these films now really getting what it deserves um and a lot of praise because stylus is such a great film it really really is um we're actually going to be getting to reviewing that very soon uh that's one that we've been slacking on this is this is so much shit going on but uh yeah it's it's really cool and also like scare package aaron he was he's part of this as well mm-hmm. and he's working on scare package too which we, we were in the works of getting him on the show to kind of talk to him which is going to be fucking awesome uh there's a lot of really cool things going on in the background as usual in this show i feel like we're, we're never stopping <laughs> it's like there's always something going on um and we try not to let anything hold us back um even when you have to work, I was trying to make sure things are still, you know, going on smoothly and whatnot. Um, so you yeah, do a it's, great job at it. <laughs> well, thank you. So yeah, this movie is—it's beautiful. There's a lot of shit that we, um, I can keep going on about. But Aaron, if you want to pull up the IMDb and um, you know, kind of—I don't know. 
talk about the um, the minimal information that's out there right now since this isn't technically fully released yet. Well, to kind of give you an idea of the movie, there's a plot summary which says, Tensions rise when a stripper and religious protester are trapped together in a peep show booth and must come together to survive the apocalypse in 1980s Chicago. Oh, yeah. And that, that definitely sums up what this whole movie is. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that being said, um, there's not a ton, but I can go through some of the cast, which you it, mentioned already. Yep. Um, we got Kato. Is it AC? Uh, AC. AC is okay. the way I pronounce it. Trust me, I thought it was was awesome. She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, Google lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> so Kato AC, who plays Angie, uh, Angie, sorry, um, who is the stripper mm-hmm. or performer. Um, and then we got Shayna Shruton, who plays Sally, who is the uh, religious protester. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very small cast because the, the movie focuses mostly on the two girls um, being trapped in the store. But then we have Ray, who is the store manager, who's played by Bishop Stevens. Yeah, click on him and, and look at some of the stuff that he's done. He's actually kind of a big actor. When I was going through his IMDb, mm-hmm. um, seeing some of the stuff that he was in... Um, I forget exactly what it was, but there was something that I saw. I was like, wait, he's in that? Yeah, he's very active the last couple of years. Uh, Lockdown 2022, uh, Revealer, of course, Last Day, um, The Last Patriot. What was it? There was definitely a movie in there. Keep scrolling. Um, damn. I don't remember which one it was that I saw, but... Anyway, we can we, we forget about that. There was definitely something that I saw. I was like, "Wow, he's in that." Mom and Dad, I think I saw. Um, that was one I think with um Nicholas Cage, right? Um, possibly. Yeah. Okay, so you you've seen something with him in it. So yeah. maybe that's what I was thinking of. Maybe it's that one. But yeah, that one was pretty cool. Um, it's kind of like this like end of the world sort of thing. Um, it's like all the parents go crazy and try to kill their kids. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> But yeah, this you know, there's a semi big actor in there. Yeah. Um, um and then yeah, there's really no Phil Bog uh Phil Bogdan who plays Asmodeus. Uh, Osmodius, yep. Osmodeus. And then what's really funny too, he's the health and safety advisor on the film. <laughs> so they had him dress up as Osmodius, which I think is really, really cool. Um so yeah, he has, he has like an acting credit. That's fucking awesome. Um, and then Buzz Lear plays Wallace. Um, who was Wallace? Was he's the guy in the very yeah, yeah the evangelical guy. And uh, another really fun fact too is um talking to you know the creative crew. Luke actually is now a um. He's he was he grew up in a very religious home, always going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like, you know, very close to home to him with, like, you know, with the whole, cause it's a very religious movie without it really being religious. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yep. Um, so a lot of like the, uh, the subtext and stuff like that, um, that's coming from him, from his heart, even though he, he's, he's not religious anymore. He kind of broke out of that mold. And I mean, kind of good for him because from what he was saying it was it, it was a lot and um i know um or at used to know people who were very into um their religions and they would like really consume them and 
you know, th- that's mm-hmm. all they would think about. And then they would just become like fanatics and, and not the good kind. Um, it just drives you crazy. Yeah. And so there's a lot of stuff like that. So I, I love the whole opening scene um, with, with, you know, the, the ad, cause that that's everywhere. Even like, you know, today, I mean, mm-hmm. this is, this is really based around the satanic panic that was going on in the eighties um, with all the shit that was going down. So, um, it's really, really cool. And this movie is, is, is fucking awesome. So I really hope everybody, you know, goes and watches it. I'm going to be watching it again. I'm going to give it a fucking fat five skulls because that's what it deserves when it drops on shutter. Uh, probably go in there and give some rotten tomato, um, reviews and stuff. Um, cause that's something that I've always wanted to do is go and actually drop like numbers into all these review sites, but I just never have enough time. But this is going to be my first one that I'm going to do. Hell yeah! So um, I'm glad that uh, you liked it, Aaron. I'm, I'm really happy you do, and I'm and I'm really happy to see all these awesome reviews coming in on Twitter and um and seeing the whole creative crew and all the actors being happy with something that they made because it's a, it's a lot to make a film that and it's their first time really doing it too. Well, maybe not for Michael and Tim, um, but for Luke, this is Luke's first like actual like big film. Um, also with like, you know, um, Kato and Shana as well. Uh, they've done other things, but this is like on a scale of anything else that they've done. This is the biggest so far. And it was, um, I don't know if there's a budget on there. I tried asking them, but I think they said it was like less than, how, what did they say? I think they said it was less than 500,000. Because they, they said they couldn't release actual numbers yet, yeah. so those are probably be popping up soon. So it's a very low budget film, and you can feel it, but it makes up for the low budgetness with the colors and the acting and the, and the score. Just oh, the yeah. overall tone of this film is great. Um, it's got like a very like um, post apocalyptic. Yeah, feel. I mean, which I would hope so, cause, but like you know, but it feels like the apocalypse had already happened. Yeah, like, you know, so, like the one film this makes me think of, and I even asked him if this was an influence, and they said no, but they can see why I would pull it from there. Is Night of the Comet. Night of the Comet. I don't think I've seen that one. I um, you probably have. Um, let me see if I can pull that one up. Um. Because that, that's one that's post-apocalyptic. It's about, like, you know, um, Haley's Comet comes and, like, wipes out all humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, let, me see, let me pull it up on uh, IMDb real, real quick. It also kind of almost reminds me of Borderlands in a way. Borderlands? Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, uh, this movie... It's, like, it's just a desolate, like, wasteland. It's just... Um, focusing on a, on a group of people and then shit starts going south and they find out that you know like there's a bunch of like mutated people and whatnot this is a movie that we should definitely get to that huh. that's really really fun i think it's on a bunch of streaming services Aaron, like so you, you could definitely movie. you can definitely watch it if you like the feeling that you get from this you, you'll love night with comet um but yeah i think uh without further ado aaron we can probably jump right into revealer Men and women turning on each other, tearing each other's skin with their teeth and their nails. Eyes like snakes. Screams from below, cries from above. It's the end of the world.
Judgment comes to wipe your stain from the world. Trust me, Sals. Stains coming out of my booth ain't from me. So gross! It is the hour of our reckoning and I have to spend it with you? I like what I do. I don't like being shamed for it. Especially by the one person who is so hot to save my soul but can't be bothered to save me from dying in a fucking game show booth! This is the end, Angie Petterelli. You thought hell was a joke? You thought hell wasn't real? Think again! Sally, I'm gonna need you to back off me now. Hell is coming for you. It is coming for everyone, and all of your sins, and all of your judgments, and all how you're gonna pay. What other crazy, messed up shit do I have to deal with in a single day? Maybe try to be a little less aggressive. <laughs> You've been scaring the customers. Reveal, reveal it. <laughs> yeah. So if you wanna, you wanna start us off and uh, run us through um, the opening scene. All right. So we start off, and you see like a, a TV ad, um, and it's one of those uh, religious like preacher like they're trying to make money off of people the kind of guys that like they act like they're gonna um, get you tied in yeah they, that's what they call it the yeah. tides but yeah so they basically beg for money on tv though and go on about their religious bullshit um, yeah but anyways uh and then you kind of see the um tv's kind of like yeah <laughs> statically yeah. crackling and then we cut to that same dude yeah. He's trapped in and like, a very colorful dark room. Yeah, it's like this unknown like location, but it's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's trapped. He's um, and he's got the TV with playing his own ad in there, and he's freaking out. He's like, "I am one with the Lord. I yeah. didn't do anything. I brought the word of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I am righteous. I am righteous." <laughs> um. But yeah, he's going off yelling at nobody. Um, and then like, um, was it like the lights cut out and yeah, like zooms just... on his face and then we yeah. get the title card. But you can hear like some sort of like voice in the back yep. talking. We don't really make out what it is, but like he's talking to somebody. But it's like it's like he's being watched. Like we're the person watching him. Yep. And you know, and you know, um. I it's think cool it is. It's really cool, and 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 the light, the lighting, and it's really, really cool as well. It's all red. Um, I guess kind of to resemble like um, a sinner, because um, that's one thing that you you will pick up on in this film is that it's a lot of purples, reds, and and blues, and and uh, the the reddish purples are for like the sinner, and the blue. Um, is more for the the saint to you know resemble like you know like heaven and hell so in that room where that guy is it's all red so it's like he's in hell mm-hmm. it's like he's a sinner even though he was saying that i've done everything i have 
I've done everything for him. I'm righteous. Um, I haven't done anything wrong. Um, Except for profit off of it. Yeah, so like mm-hmm. he, he's essentially being a sinner um, for doing said things. But yeah, it's, it's a really cool scene, and it really sets up kind of what this, this movie is about. Oh, and the title card, too, is so fucking cool. It really, really is. <laughs> it has that, just like that, like, digital, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like a holographic yeah, card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, when you used to get like uh, if you used to collect like Pokemon cards and Yo, stuff. Even like turn it. Yeah, even like still today, you 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 can get like holographic cards like that. But that's what it reminds me of. And and the color palette is in the title yeah. card, you know. And it's like all like it flashing works so well. It's so awesome. Just alone, if you love color, this is going to be probably one of your favorite films of a long time. Um. But anyways, yeah. So you get the title card, and then we. Uh, move on to another this well, except this one like a nice bright 80s um you know opening scene you got some heavy metal music playing yeah um and then you meet all right bad bitch angie and i keep calling it angie i don't know angie. why angie <laughs> angie <laughs> um another and, thing too sorry to cut you off but oh, um yeah. if you if you um if you realize when she's walking on the on the on the ground, it says 1987. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. So it's kind of faint, but um, it, it definitely does work. Huh. But yeah, so it's 1987. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we meet Angie, who's our punk rock bitch, um, stripper. Um, yeah, which we'll learn. Awesome. Uh, she goes up to a phone booth and she makes a phone call. Um. Uh, maybe like a drug dealer or something. It's, it's very um, hard to tell at this point what she's doing. Um, for me, it seems like she's calling to maybe talk to a, a boyfriend, maybe, yeah. or to you know be like, "Hey, I'm going to be home late," or maybe a family member yeah. or something. And she's saying like she's going to pick up another shift uh, or whatnot, and then you, yeah. you kind of learn as the movie goes on what's going on. Um, but yeah, she's like, it's okay, I'm on a payphone or whatever. So that's why, I yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah, that's up. that's definitely, yeah. Now that you say that, I didn't really pull it from that, but when you, when you say it like that and you, and you you take that contact, yeah, I I think, uh, I can see that, yeah. But so then she starts walking through a crowd of protesters, um, of the religious variety, yes, and she meets Sally. Mm-hmm. Um, they exchange just a few, uh, um, colorful words. Yes. <laughs> um, with each other. Um, they talk shit a little bit of shit, and then <laughs> why and won't you take Jesus into your life? <laughs> um, she flips her off and moves, goes on her way onto Revealers, uh, where she works. Yeah, one of the one of the, um, the lines from there that I really like is um, when she says, "Trust me, Sal. Stains coming out of my booth aren't from me." <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. There's a lot of cool lines and, and dialogue in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, Very like, witty. like obviously it's got a lot of uh, colors and stuff, but even like the way the script is written is super colorful in that kind of um, way. So it, it's it's amazing all around. Um, and another thing that um, I think makes this pop out a lot is um, Tim and and Michael. They're comic book writers oh, and yeah. drawers, so. Um, and for those of you who don't know, there is a comic book coming out in August for this to kind of carry on the story. And I'm super excited for it. It looks badass. I looked it up, actually, after I watched the movie, too. It, it looks, looks cool. so cool, yeah. doesn't it? Just the, the cover itself looks so the, awesome. Uh, it's so... Uh, 
So they look exactly like the characters in the mm-hmm. movie too. It's just yeah. every little detail um, is there. It's funny too because the comic book has only been in development for two months. No shit. So they just started writing it. They're like, <laughs> you know, we we have to fucking do it. So I'm so excited That's for that. Cool. I honestly, this this room is probably going to be all revealered out. At some point, I'm going to take down all the shit. It's going to be all revealer. <laughs> it's a bunch of posters. <laughs> yeah, this this movie's great. I, I love everything about it. Like, I really can't stop saying anything. Um positive about it because it, it's good i can't i i know we're not getting into like super um like spoilers and stuff or anything like that but i do have to say that i don't think there's one negative thing i have found on this film for the like four or five times i've watched it i didn't see anything when i watched it either i, I couldn't think of anything i didn't like you yeah because it, it's once again this movie is so different and it's so groundbreaking and, and yeah. it's pushing a lot of boundaries and in, in ways i think a lot of other films are kind of afraid to do mm-hmm. um especially with the whole like um saint and sinner and you know um the the huge religious overtone or undertone however you want to say it um yeah a lot of films don't go there and this one does it in such a positive way even though how these characters are going about it's very negative until the very end Mm -hmm. where they start you know breaking out of their shells but yeah it's it's so good it's so good but uh back to um where we are right now in the film (laughs) (laughs) um so angie um goes into revealers um she's out goes up to the counter it's got you got your display case of dildos (laughs) yeah um then we meet ray uh, <laughs> he's so funny dude. i love ray <laughs> he's so funny uh she's she's like knocking on the counter she's like ray 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 where are you and he's like all right woman i'm coming or whatever and he's just like <laughs> yeah. just he's like hold your horses so ray makes his way up front um she's there to work as a peep show performer um mm-hmm. so uh, she gets her keys from Ray for her booth, and uh, she goes in the back room. She's struggling to open the door. She's like, "God damn That's it, great. Ray!" She goes, "Ray, Ray!" <laughs> all right, all right, I'm all right, coming. I'm coming. He comes in, he busts the door open. It's funny too when he like approaches. He's like, "Oh, it's, it's easy. You just take it into." Yeah. Even when he goes to open, it, he looks at her and he's like, "Oh shit!" And he's like, <laughs> really trying to open it mm-hmm. up. Um, which that'll play a role in the story a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, so she gets in, she shuts the door, she does, you know, she starts, um, playing her music and, um, dropping her clothes and yep. kind of like fades into like, um, her just like performing for people and like, you yep. get this like scene of her just like dancing. And... Which I think is super cool. I love the choreography in that. And like mm-hmm. I said, she did that all herself. Like she did it. I don't know if it was like really on the spot, but the way that she was saying it is like she just listened to the song uh, a, a few times and um, kind of something. Yeah, um, another really cool thing about her like acting style too, because I was asking her, I was like, so when you when you get into the role, like wh- what do you do? Are you like method? Are you like really traditional? Um, wh- like what do you do? So what she does, which I don't think I've heard this from any other like actor ever is that she makes, like, a playlist of songs to get her in the the headset of what this person would be. Huh. So when Luke said that they were using a bunch of gun si- uh, gunship songs, she made a playlist of that um, and just listened to it. So I think when she was doing that, she was creating her choreography to, mm-hmm. to the song that they were doing. I think she said they had to do, like, 
five or six takes, which I mean, that's that's pretty normal for, for films and stuff. And especially with dancing, you got to make sure everything is is right, and that yeah. you know there are actually people in that booth, even though it's super duper small. Like someone was in there with her, mm-hmm. feeling while she was like doing her choreography, which um, it must have been weird because the spacing and stuff you you're really confined to yeah. this really small room already but yeah, that's really cool like just being able to and another thing is that she's um really into astrology so she makes a whole chart of like what this person would be like what their hmm. rising is and everything i'm like that's cool like holy fuck like she goes in depth with her characters um that's awesome and she's doing the same thing for her character cj in black mold so i'm so excited to see um see what that's about but another really funny thing too is like when she's going into her room you know it's her room Mm -hmm. because of all the gum that's on the wall she's like (laughs) sticks it there (laughs) uh it's really really cool yeah the whole dance scene is awesome Mm -hmm. um but then that's when shit kind of starts to hit the fan yeah, it's um when like towards like I want to say the last minute of uh because I think it's about like a five minute, I think yeah, it's five that. minutes about of her just dancing with the with the song, and uh, it keeps cutting back between Angie and Sally, and then you see like there's just clouds and like, and, like all red this, lightning. Yeah, it's so weird. Like what the fuck is going on? Um, and then like all the lights just kind of you know go off, and then um. She shouts to Ray, like, oh, you know, I'm not doing this for free or doing this for fun or whatever. And um, as Ray uh, is, I think he's, like, stalking. And then he sees everybody outside, like, coming in. So he grabs, like, a crowbar. He's and like, then, get the fuck out of my store. Yeah, he's, like, trying to, like, get them all out. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then it cuts back to, to Angie kind of in her booth. Um and like this shit going on in the radio. I yeah, think it's explodes. the yeah, it's the <clears throat> the dude from the beginning of the movie. It's playing <clears throat> over her radio, and she's like, "The fuck!" And then it just like blows Short circuits, up. Yeah. And then um, Ray just comes in, and we don't really see a lot of him until the, it starts to flash because the lights keep flashing on and off, but like the purple and 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 mm-hmm. the red and the blue, and then we see that he's all he's got blood everywhere, and then he puts his tongue in the little thing where you send the money and she's like oh my god what the fuck what the fuck it's it's really really funny and then she's like trying to like tear up the booth and she's like i'm not dying in a peep show booth it's like yeah i'm right there with you and like i don't know if that would be where i want to die um especially since the door is fucking jammed uh so she's you know having a, a moment of trying to figure out where to go and then she realizes who's in the room next to her Sally, Sally. <laughs> um, and then Sally is going on like her big religious talk, and I have a quote here. It's um, it's the end of the world, um, the final judgment, just like in the Bible. And and she's just like, just shut the fuck up <laughs> for once. Like we're we're here together, and so they're like they're bickering a lot and going back and forth, and you know they're all kind of like going at each other, saying like you're worthless, and no, but you're worthless, or like you you're not going to survive all this and whatnot, and um kind of just you know just attacking each other because once again they they're two different people opposites essentially (laughs) yeah like a satan uh a saint and a sinner and you know this one of them is trying to do the lord's work while the other one and and uh, trying to get by and in 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 the eyes of the uh the worshiper it's um you're doing the devil's work yeah um which is bullshit and that's 
Another reason why I really like this movie is because it sets a really good example and a good message to people to just lighten the fuck Literally. up. You know, just we got to all be there for each other. I, I know that the world right now is it's awful, especially here in the U.S. Um, with the politics and shit like that, because like I was never a big political person, but over the last like year or two, I feel like the way that the U.S. is, it's turning me into one um, because everything right now is it's all based in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and horror has always been a, a very political genre. So it's also a cool thing to actually see a horror movie take on a religious political tone because um, a lot of them don't do that. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a serious way I mean you could probably say this movie isn't serious but I think for what they were going for I, I think this is a very serious film with the things that they're talking about and um, you know going after because it's it's all so real to a lot of people mm-hmm. um, especially to myself and um, Aaron probably you as well um, even if it's not like the religious side but it's just a the part of not knowing yourself completely or always yeah. lying to yourself, which we'll get into all that once we get to the actual um, reveal <laughs> of, uh, of what this movie is really trying to do. Um, and the, while they're like bickering and everything, Sally, this keeps like shooting shots at um, Angie. And she says, you poor little stripper. You were the reason for all of this. Like she's blaming her for this judgment of uh, trumpets and shit <laughs> coming and and you know killing everybody and, and whatnot and and so I was like I'm gonna be taken I'm gonna be fine you you're gonna fucking stay behind and you're gonna rot it's like wow like this oh, bitch like it's awful like Angie like is really trying to be the best that she can she's o- probably overworking herself considering Ray was even saying like wow you're taking even more extra shifts yeah implying that she's done it um probably every day for the past who who knows how long mm-hmm. um it is nuts um and then um as they're kind of like talking um Angie um remembers that this the place that revealers is was a speakeasy back in the day and that there was tunnels underneath so like oh we can we can get out of here and and find a way out which i think that's a little weird um having tunnels underneath Mm. a a building but for being a speakeasy and for it to run like said goods you know to and from it it makes sense sense, but it's it's just weird it's been like oh yeah we got tunnels underneath this place (laughs) just casually um and it's really annoying too because angie wants to get out and, and go Go help um, her man because we don't know who her man is yet. Um, but Sally is just being a stubborn bitch, really. I mean, I don't really like calling you know women bitches, but she's acting like one in this one, like hardcore, you know. Yeah. Um, and just does not want to help until um she d- just decides to kind of lighten up a little bit, be like, hey, you know what, you're kind of right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in here my whole life, and I, I think if you were in that situation with somebody else and you you want to get the fuck out, yeah. you know? And I think that kind of, you know, um, um, goes to anybody who is in a shitty situation like this. Um, I mean, this is like the most extreme, I think, like actual end of the world. Yeah. Um, stuck in this this, this um, peep show store. Yeah, it's fucking... Someone you hate. <laughs> yeah. Um, which the thing is, I really don't think Angie really hates Sally. I no. you think Sally really hates Angie mm-hmm. though. Like 
Angie's um, her character. She's just trying to work. She's just trying to work, and she also plays off as more of. Um, I'm just gonna joke around with you. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna everything. take this seriously. Yeah, I mean, there are points where she says things that she doesn't mean just because Sally is like pushing her to those limits, um, and she gets like the best of her, but she she pulls him back, you know. Um, so as they 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 figure out that there's a um um a tunnels underneath, and Angie uh, was already trying to tear up the floorboards. She has Sally go outside. Um, and they want to op- open up the door so that Sally can go in and, and help her, you know, escape. Yeah. escape. And I really like this, too. you got to pay attention. You know how I was talking about the lighting earlier. Whenever it shoots um, or it goes to Sally's side of the room, it's all blue. Mm-hmm. And when it goes to Angie's side, it's all red. And um, that that's really, really cool. And everywhere um, it, it goes until um, Sally leaves the room and goes in the hallway, it starts turning red-blue. So, like, she's, like, crossing a line that she's never been at before. And she she's kind of um, conflicted probably in herself at this point. Because she's like, oh, I'm, I'm helping this stripper. Like, really? Yeah. So, she's doing something that's, like, that's different. And another thing that's really cool is, like, when she's, um, whenever we see Sally, when she's trying to open the door, you hear screams outside. Yeah. But when you go to Angie, it's it's silent. It's completely fine. Um but as as we all know from earlier in the film, when they try to open up the door, the floorboard is fucked, so they can't open it. Um, so Sally goes back in, and then Angie gets really mad and picks up a, a chair and tries to break the plastic window, um, which I'm surprised it's holding in there as as much as it is. Yeah, right. It's kind of worn down. And even the walls, as we start to understand that they're all fucked, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you would think that with a with a chair with full force, it would pop up pop out um but no and then they see a vent up up top and uh angie tells sally to go up there and she's like you want me to touch this stripper chair and she's like i don't even know which part of your body has touched this and then angie's like i'm gonna make it it. easy for you all of it sally (laughs) it's really really cool um and then uh (laughs) angie calls sally a stuck up bitch (laughs) and that's when they start you know kind of uh I don't know, starting to kind of like each other, but um Aaron, I'll let you um go go from here. Alright. Um so she pulls the chair over to try and get up into the vent. Um sorry. Um and Angie's like uh kinda like um she they're they're separated, obviously, um, but yeah. she's like talking her through it through the window and um she uh she's tr- struggling to get the vent off and then Angie's just like the whole time, she's like oh, get it off hurry up let's go come on yeah. she's <laughs> like it won't it won't yeah because um, of the screws or something yeah but um eventually she like kicks the wall and then her heel gets stuck in it but then it goes through yeah um into the other side of the room and she realizes she's like, shit the walls are <laughs> you know they're falling apart so. yeah. Um, and then Sally, she's like, I remember seeing a crowbar over on the floor there. She's like, go get it, go get it. Um, and, uh, so she goes and grabs the crowbar from, uh, Ray. And then you see Ray's eyes just. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. So he ain't dead. (laughs) No. Um, so then Sally goes back to the room. She's got the crowbar and, uh. 
No. Uh, Ray comes up behind her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's like, what the fuck? And then, like, his tongue's all, like, hanging out and shit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway, so, like, um, Angie's like, uh, she, do it, fucking get him, get him. Yeah, do yeah. It, do she's, it. like, taunting him, too, or, like, trying to, like, be like, oh, oh you yeah, want she's some like, of yeah, this? Yeah, she's, like, yeah, distracting yeah. him, trying to I get him. I know, you always quick. look at me, Ray, and stuff like <laughs> that, trying to get him to yep. uh, be lured to her. Yeah, so he starts to go over and watch Angie. So then Sally comes up and bashes him in with a crowbar. Um, and Pretty violently, too, for someone yeah. who was, like, non-violent. She got to let out some aggression. <laughs> it's fucking... It's, it's nuts, but um, it's a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. So she's covered in blood at this point. Yeah. Um, and then um, they take the crowbar... They bust a hole into. Oh, she passed. There's a hole in the wall already from which she kicked in. She passes there the crowbar mm-hmm. through the hole, and um, which starts um. Like, she start, yeah. She hands it over because you know Sally at this point is is kind of disgusted with herself, or yeah. you know, once again she's like, "Is this really me?" Like you can kind of like see her going through like the questions with herself. Yeah. I'd be like, "Is this me? Did I really just do that? Is this is this who I always was?" Like you can't even ask yourself those kind of questions. Like, is has she always been like this? Maybe um, internally aggressive. Yeah. Um, it, you can tell that she has something going something on. Something pent up. Yeah, there's something in her that that wants to come out, um, but she's afraid, is what it seems like. So that she hands the crowbar over to to Angie, and she starts busting down the the little board that's in there. Um, and then she's like, "Okay, Sally, come on through." And then she and then Sally says, "I better not get stuck in here," <laughs> which I wouldn't want to get stuck in a wall either. No. Um, so she's trying to get on through. And she ends up getting stuck. <laughs> Yeah, she gets stuck, and then um, she's like, "Oh my god, there's something on me! There's something on me!" And it's like a a, a snake slug. Oh my god! And you know what? Too, I just watched Brain Damage last night too. Yeah. So like, I was getting um, I, I, I when I saw that thing, I'm like, "Whoa, that's oddly similar to what I was just watching." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it's really cool to um know that when I was talking to Luke that it is a practical thing, but obviously when we get later on, when it's a multiple of them, mm-hmm. they had to use a little bit of CGI, which that's fine. You know, like it, it would, has its place yeah. when, it, when, when you're using it correctly in, in a way that um, would be harder to yeah. do practical stuff like that. It's okay to, to mix. I think mixing practical and mm-hmm. CGI is the way to go. For sure. Um, so yeah, it, it like, wraps around um sally and then it like shoots into (laughs) angie's mouth um and then um sally as she's trying to get through is like pulling it out of her mouth um and then uh she she gets in and she beats the fuck out of it (laughs) and then uh sally gets through but the thing i don't think died so they had to beat it up even more (laughs) but um or snake. Yeah. <laughs> but this is where the, the lighting, the, the, the blue and, and the red start to really mold because now they're both together. So at this point, I think they're both asking themselves these questions because if you're, if you're following what the lights are doing, like if you're going to go on that that um, um, route, mm-hmm. um, I think this is the – I'm not going to say the climax because there's definitely another one, but this is like – the, the peak, I would say, and then it's, like, right before the climax. Yeah. Um, they're both there together, and they're trying to figure out each other while figuring themselves out. So it's a journey. This, this whole movie is a journey for the viewer, 
the um the, the the two actors and also the world that's around them every everything is learning and you know trying to figure out what what's going on um and then Sally you know um i think is starting to go on another tangent and then Angie just says shut up already and help me help me pull so they start doing the um the uh, the floorboards to start to start pulling that shit up and then um um so then I think all the lights go off again, yeah. and then um, Angie. This is where I started to doze off. Yeah. Um, and then Angie says, um, "What other messed up shit do I need to deal with in a single day?" Um, actually, no, that's after. Um, that's when they find out there's another layer. So that's what they do, and okay. then it's when the when the, the the trumpet sounds and then the lights start like flickering and shit, and then they all um, uh, go off. Um, but I think right before that too, Sally starts getting Angie pissed off, and then she um, <laughs> punches her, and um, and then she, and and then uh, Sally is like, "Oh, you just punched me!" And she's like, "Twat!" Yeah, <laughs> just say it. I punched you in, right in your dirty twat. I'm just like, "Oh, oh dusty twat!" It's it's really really fucking funny. And then they start going at the floorboard again, and then the lights go off. And then um, we start hearing this little boy. And we're like, who the fuck is that? And then um, we start kind of realizing that it's Angie's quote-unquote man. But it's like, it's her nephew, as, as she's saying. And then Sally, in the background, is like, I done fucked up. Like, because she was, like, thinking that, oh, you're, you know, your man and stuff. Like, you know, her boyfriend or whatever. Like, a bad person. Yeah. And then realizing, shit, it's a little kid that she's taking care of and i'm over here talking shit about her for mm-hmm. trying to support herself and and another life <laughs> yeah so um they hear it and um angie has a flashlight and the flashlight's like acting up and then we see this demon and um we find out that it's osmodius um and sally kind of goes through the whole description of it and says it's osmodius the creature of, of judgment essentially so it's uh the one that determines where you're going to go. Yeah. What you're going to do. Um and then they they jump down and now they're in the tunnels. So um I'll let you take it away for a little bit. All right. So they're exploring the tunnels. Mm-hmm. Um and I like the set design too by the way. It's very simple but it looks oh, yeah, awesome. It's just like brick wall and Yeah. Super simple but really really cool. Um but anyways, yeah, they're in the tunnels now, and <laughs> yeah. Can I look at your notes? Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm right here. Uh, all right. So uh, yeah, it's when they when they go over there, and then um, they find out that oh my god. Uh huh. So yeah, they're in the tunnels. Um, and uh, she she says, oh, was it? "No, I said I know there were tunnels down here. I'm not a chud. I don't know the ins and outs of a subterranean city." Oh, yeah, god. that's really funny too. Because Aaron, I don't know if you've ever seen Chud. Um, it's it's a movie. It's um, um, it's it's a movie about you know creatures that are that live underneath like New York City and shit. So that's a really cool, um, like nod to an '80s movie. That's mm-hmm. really really cool. And also with um, Sally, like, ripped, ripped her skirt, too, and uh, has to bandage up Angie because she um, she cut up her hand. So you can see that these characters are really starting to come out of their shells and start to reveal <laughs> themselves are, yeah. Um, yeah, to each other and to themselves. So it's really, really cool 
to um, kind of see what's going on and they get to like a, a branching path. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so yeah, they're being chased by Asmodeus. Is that how it's called? Yeah, Asmodeus. Asmodeus. That's how I say it. I mean, there's probably multiple ways you could say it, but yeah, Asmodeus, I think, is the best way to say it. Um, but yeah, so they reach the fork in the tunnel. Um, Sally wants to go to church. Yep. Um, it's a house full of gods, so at least we will be safe there. Yeah, God's so... God's the one doing all this. Yeah, literally. And um, <laughs> it's funny, too, because, like, the, the routes that they're taking is kind of being led by Osmodeus. So, in a way, I guess you can kind of say that he's trying to trap them. Yeah. Um, because um, even Sally, I think, earlier said that in the world would be overrun with um, um, demon-run demon tunnels or, or something like that along the line. So, it's like... These are made by them, essentially. So this tunnel... They know the tunnels. (laughs) Yeah, and you can see at the very end, too, after the end credits and stuff that's that's going on. But, um, yeah, it's it's cool to see them kind of go through these things while being chased and also working on themselves. And they they find this, like, one cavern um, where it has, like, lanterns and maps and shit. Um, Because a lot of the... This is probably, like, the... 45 15 minute mark it's about an hour and 25 minutes so yeah. the last half hour of this movie is um really that the characters starting to um become their own and you know kind of you know like each other in a way and um learn things especially with um with sally we learn a lot about sally um angie we learned um already why she does what she does is because of David, yep. but we haven't found out what Sally's um, backstory is. Backstory or w- w- what she's hiding, why she's not being chosen, because she's even getting like kind of uh, um, annoyed at this point. Like, why haven't I been chosen yet? Yeah. And then Angie's like, "Well, you obviously have done something that they don't want you because they, they don't want me." Um, so yeah, they they grab like the um the, the map um and and then they start going. Uh, going off, and then they get to other like forks and roads and shit. They and go then, the uh, separate ways. Yeah. Um, the demon snakes run away from Angie. Yeah, that that's a really cool scene. That's when you know that there's something with Sally. Yeah. Um, but then they go after her. <laughs> yeah. So Angie's like, she's she's afraid because she walks into this room that's just filled with them, and she's like, oh fuck. And then she realizes that okay, they're not coming after me. So obviously she's already. Um, she's true to herself. She's not doing anything that's going to um, require her to be um, judged in a way. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and she makes her way back to to Sally and they start, like, beating all the fucking snake demon things, which snake is a really cool things. scene to see that they're kind of going and helping each other. Um, also, like, Sally gives Angie shoes, which I think was really nice. So it's also her realizing, like, you're not as bad as I thought you were. You're going to need these. So here you go. I know where I'm going. Because she, she thinks she's going to end up at church. Yeah. And, go, and, raptured. and Yeah. So she's like, I don't need these anymore. You, you can go ahead and take it. Um, so, yeah, they, they start, you know, kind of uh, defeating all these snakes and shit. Um, and then they find themselves in, like, another, like, cavern or whatever you want to call it. Like, a little, like. I don't even know. It's like a door in the wall. Like a closet. It's like something. a closet, and, but it's weird because when you see what the, the tunnels look like, it's like, why would there be yeah. a closet there? But I, I like it, though. A broom closet. <laughs> yeah, it's, really, it's, it's cool. Um, 
Yeah, I think this is definitely where I fell asleep because I don't remember some of this. That's right. I can walk you through it. So they, they get into the um, the closet, and um, which is kind of funny too because of what's happening right now. Is I um Sally gets out of the closet because <laughs> um this is when she starts to say um they don't want you they they want me and um you know Sally starts kind of talking about like she knows why she's jealous or why she doesn't like Angie it's because of what she does and says that like I'm attracted to you and like I like girls and she she knew that um. Uh, she needed to suppress that to, uh, um, you know, appeal to God, um, which honestly, that's what a lot of people are with families and stuff too, you know, but it's, it's still happening till this day, even though there's a, I think the LBGTQ plus community is way bigger than I think it's ever been because people, I think, feel more free to kind of come out and, and you know, themselves. Because I know they have a big community, even though it's still really hard for them to be part of society. Because once again, all these like political figures and nasty people that are out there, they 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 hate them and honestly they want to kill them, which I think is is absolutely atrocious. Um, But yeah, Angie gets really surprised too because she's like Sally Newborn. Out of all the people, are into girls. Um, But Sally's like, no, no, I know, I know this is wrong. Like I shouldn't be liking girls. But Angie's like, but you're not wrong you know this this is you um and then uh they kind of go off and talk some more and then they they realize that all the snake demons have left because sally has finally revealed herself to herself and to to angie like she she knows who she is and what you know um that she shouldn't be living a lie um and then um uh, they start walking away and then Angie's kind of talking to Sally but not in like a negative way even though I think the way it's kind of shot makes it seem like Angie is talking down or shaming her for it but when she's really not but um Sally gets kind of upset and says even you're gonna look at me like that um and Angie's like no I'm 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 not gonna gonna look down at you like you you you, you want to be who you are um and then Sally things that Angie might be into her too, but she's like, nah, I'm strictly dickly. <laughs> so she's she's straight um in, in this in this movie. So um yeah, there's a lot of really cool um things going on dialogue wise and character wise right now. You kind of break away from all like the 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 world ending shit to kind of really focus on um these these two uh characters and really Sally. This is like Sally's big moment even Angie's big moment. I think this is the the best part of the film is um, you know, them coming together finally and going to overtake this this thing. They're going to come out on top and um, you know be themselves and not no one want to hide themselves. Um, and she was even saying like that's why like the, the demons want me because she thinks she's an abomination when she's not. She's human she is who she is true to herself yeah you you can't really kind of like hide that stuff away um and even like angie was saying it's like no they're not gonna come after you now because um because we're still we're um we're still like it's still trying to be yourself and you're kind of coming out and uh now this is when they they start going really at their own separate ways because um Angie still wants to go save um, 
David. Yeah. And then they're like, well, maybe they should do, they should split up again, but they don't. They decide to run together. Um, and then they get turned around as they walk away, you know, they have the map and everything and they found an ax too, which is really fucking cool. Um, they have an ax, uh, a crowbar, a map, lantern and a flashlight. Oh, so set. they have so <laughs> much stuff. Like those are your, your tools for survival. Um, so they get turned around and Sally's like, we're definitely not in the right place. We're back where we are. And like, Angel's like, no, 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 that can't be possible. But guess who fucking shows up? Fucking Osmodius. Osmodius, yes. And then, um, this is, this is what's really weird too, but I kind of like this because this is also like another like Angie moment is that when he shows up, he's like strangling both of them, but Angie gets ported to that room where the guy was in the beginning. And then Angie is like, you know, I know exactly why why you're here because you want to fucking watch me. You want to judge me. And she's like, I have people watch me all day, every day. Like, you you can't you can't judge me. You think you can judge me? Like, that's that's not gonna. You can't do that. You can't do that. So she manages to get herself out of this judgment box. Essentially, is what I'm going to call it from now on. It's a good um, way to uh, yeah, good word to describe it. Yeah. So she she comes out and then realizes that Sally is still being attacked by Osmodius, even though she's being herself. But I think it's it was too late for her to um, really be turned around. Um, mm-hmm. which is weird that Angie was sent there and not Sally, but I, I can see why is because, um, we can see them both kind of overcome, um, everything. Cause once Angie gets back, um, she whacks him with the crowbar, um, and manages for Sally to kind of be let off. And then she gets attacked, but then Sally comes around with this badass like jump, <laughs> and just has the axe and fucking slices off his head and nice. shit. It's so fucking cool. Um, and she's like, yeah, she's a harlot and she's my friend. <laughs> so she's like, we're, we're, you know, meant to be, be together. And, um, they start fucking literally like bashing in his head and shit. Um, and then after they kind of, uh, both, uh, overcome everything that, um, they've been working up to for this film and, for you know sally to come out and you know be true to herself and also angie to be like fuck you to everything else that's trying to tell me who i'm supposed to be she's like i know who i am and whatnot and they both got each other's back and then they they start to um walk towards these doors and they're like what the fuck so it's like these these doors they look like church doors and it's actually a really cool handle that they have mm-hmm. when they open it and they're like this is where we're supposed to be and then um they open up the doors and then they make their way through and then we get to the credits which i think is really cool um really cool soundtrack from um gunship uh, again and it's kind of like an overview of where they are and it's just a big fucking maze mm-hmm. it's it's really really cool so you need to go go rewatch it mm-hmm. Aaron, because you're gonna yeah. like it um but I'm glad that you do like what you have seen. Um, I know that work has been exhausting both of us, and I really wanted to get a review done with this because this this movie is fucking is really, 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 really um, cool. I think it's important for everybody to to watch it. Um, this is has a lot of story to it for a short film. Um, it goes by really, really fast. Uh, it's a great, great film. So I think we could probably move on to our verdicts. If you're, if you're okay with setting a verdict, do you, do you feel comfortable with putting a, yeah. a score to it? 
So uh, I'll go first, and I'm going to say, like, I, you guys probably saw this coming, but a fucking 10 out of 10 for me. Um, one, because it's it's groundbreaking. It's pushing a lot of boundaries. It has a, a solid story to it. The characters are, are amazing, um, and I love how it's it's just a duo performance, really, um, with, you know, some other side characters that just add a little bit more to the story, but it's not super important for them to be there. Um, and to see their journey um, kind of come out at the end, being friends, not hating each other anymore, uh, being true to themselves and being uh, just above everything, you know, saying fuck you to all of these gods and at the end of the world, like fuck the end of the world. We got each other, you know, like mm-hmm. we can we can overcome anything at this point. And um, we are righteous, but we're righteous in our own way, not in like a... Um, um, like a, religion. a, re- a religious way. It's more I'm really I'm righteous to myself, yeah, and not um to somebody else. Like I'm me, and that's fuck you if you disagree with that. <laughs> exactly, it's it's important, and this is it's a very important movie. Um, and when I was talking to the guys, like I knew that they they knew this movie was important, but I don't think they understood how important it is especially nowadays for this film to exist mm-hmm. um so luke michael tim kato shana everybody else that was on the crew you guys nailed it um i'm i'm also very happy to call you all friends um and be able to talk to you um whenever and for you guys to come on whenever you want whether it's just to, you know, talk to shit or just review a movie or whatnot. And uh, we will be reviewing Scream with uh, Kato AC later this year, which is going to be fucking awesome. So being able to create all his friends through the show, which I never thought was going to be possible ever. Um, it's just such a great feeling to see um, the creative crew go and do something as big and bold as this. Um, it's really cool to see. So, uh, Aaron, what, what would you uh, go and uh, rate this? Well, I loved every second that I did see um, <laughs> until I passed out. Yeah, but, which um, is it's fine. But just hearing like you tell the rest of the story, you know, makes me want to like revisit it immediately and like go and actually see it and experience it for myself. You know. Yep. And like hearing you rave about it, like just I know I'm gonna like the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go watch that later. I'll, but I'm, I'm, I can tell you right now, it's gonna be a ten out of ten. Yes, and uh, for anybody who gives it anything lower than that, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but any, I think this movie deserves anything above an eight. Um, if you give it anything lower than an eight, um, I don't like you. <laughs> but you know, some people are just really harsh on films, and that's that's really annoying. Um, we try not to be super harsh as, uh, unless it's, um, what the fucking movie that we... Mutilator. Yeah, the Mutilator. <laughs> uh, see, I forget the movie because it's that bad. The Mutilator, we're really hard it's on that, that one. that I remember it. It sticks in my head. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, man. I wish I... Well, I wish you had my curse of forgetting it. Um, but yeah, Revealer, this this movie is, is fucking awesome. It's badass. Um, people are probably going to be like, oh, this is a feminist film. Um... Like, a little bit of yes and no, but not really. This is more of a um, you film. This film is for you, for you to realize that you need to loosen the fuck up, <laughs> support people, stop talking down to people, forget all Stop that religious be. bullshit. Um, 
I'm not religious at all, and I'm glad for that. I'm, I'm glad I didn't really have a family that was super religious, even though I did have some family members that that were. Um, but yeah, fuck all that shit. I don't. I don't need to believe in a, in a higher being to to want to live my life. Um, I'm here every day because of the people I have around me, and this is what this movie is really setting up. Is um, you're here for the people around you and be there for them. Yeah, you guys might disagree. But at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're both human um, and it, it's okay to embrace each other unless your views are that bad and you're just a really hostile, disgusting person. And I don't want to have anything to do with you. Um, but if I feel like you're somebody who's maybe sal- salvageable, then, um, okay, yeah, we'll be friends. Um, but if you are somebody who's just going to be super hateful, which there are a lot of just people out there now. I, I don't want you because you're you're not worth saving. Uh, you're not you're not Sally. No, <laughs> you you're not, and you're not Angie either. You're your own fucking breed. You're Osmodius. That's what you are. Because <laughs> um, you can be Angie, who who knows who she is, and um, from the beginning knew who she was, and does everything she can in her power. Or you could be Sally, who is a little conflicted, and eventually, eventually breaks. Yep. Or you could be Osmodius, who is just a fucking dick and just, just hates a you anyway. Asshole. <laughs> yeah, just judgment. So it's kind of cool that they they have all these themes. Because when you, this is another thing that I I love about doing this show is that being able to talk aloud about certain films and and going through the stages and and scenes Mm -hmm. and being able to pick it apart you realize that there's a lot more to movies than than what you see on screen yeah it's um it's such a cool experience to um be able to talk about these things and be able to talk to the people who created it and maybe um through those conversations uh, the, the creative crews on on films may not have thought of it the way that you were thinking of it, and that kind of happened in that interview with um, Luke, Michael, and and Tim. So please go listen to that interview, and also go listen to the the Cato interview that would be out to would have been out yesterday. Um, so Wednesday is when that's dropping. Remember, we're recording this on Tuesday, but dropping on Thursday. We have a lot of ep- episodes coming out this week, so um, we got this one. Uh, coming out on Thursday, we got the interview, and then we got our, our re-recording uh, that will probably be coming out on Friday. So we have we have a lot of really cool stuff in the works, and um, yeah, I'm um, I'm really happy that this film is getting all the positive attention, and um, I know there's going to be people once it drops, it's gonna people are gonna be shitting on it, but you know that's kind of inevitable, and just fuck them, you know. Yeah, right. That's that's all I can say. But ten out of ten, um, revealer is definitely something that needs to be watched once it drops so please be sure to watch it and then listen to our show or listen to our show and then watch it or half listen to our show go watch it and then come back (laughs) you know so it's 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 fun and um thank you guys so much for always supporting us and thank you for giving us the opportunities to be able to talk to the creative crews on on movies and stuff it's it's definitely an honor and aaron once again, I was thanking you for always being here with me when you can to do these uh, do these episodes. Thanks for always having me. Yes. Uh, do you have any final thoughts that you want to say for a revealer before we uh, sign off? Um, I will reveal my final thoughts with you later after we watch it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yes, I'll let the world know too what your final thoughts are as well. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, it was kind of like all over the place, but this movie has a lot to to say about it and I was trying to get out as much as I 
um, remembered that I wanted to say. Because um, as always, when we're done with episodes, you I might fuck. Things. I forgot to say <laughs> that. Um, but don't worry. I've been tweeting and posting about this movie for the past week and a half. Uh, so I think everybody knows at this point what I, what I feel about this this film. Um, so please go support it. And that's that's all I want to say is go support them and uh, let everybody know to get Shutter to watch this movie. It's only six bucks a month uh, and it's worth every penny. So uh, thank you guys so much for, for being here. And this was the Baron Side Up Podcast. I was your host, Dustin. I was your co-host, Aaron. And that was Revealer. Please go watch it. And uh, be true to yourselves, please. Goodbye. Bye, guys.